The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice with bands such as Simon Fraser University, Inverarian District, and many, many more playing G1 products. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. I'm just learning, leave me be. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Rab Show podcast. We're back again. This one can be a little bit giddy, folks. I've had way too much caffeine, and uh, this show's going to be a little bit all over the place, as my GDEs were there. So, yeah, I'm learning. Come on. Yeah, and well, you know what? I'm really enjoying it, to be honest. So, I'm still going through it. I'm learning my scales up and down, and as you've just heard, fluffing my way through some terrible GDEs, but I'm practicing. Do you know, it's a journey, it's a journey. So, welcome! <laughs> we are the show for the bagpiping folk. So, if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. If it has, yeah, anything to do with a set of pipes, then we're all over it. So, be it Celtic music, folk music, and our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming, that's what we're here for. And, uh, yeah, it's what we talk about each and every week. Awesome stuff. And, uh, yeah, episode 150 last week seemed to ruffle some feathers. Hmm. Quite an interesting episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, we spoke all about if it was possible to cheat to win. Hmm. Now that, like I said, did ruffle some feathers. Some people were quite annoyed at it. And some people actually said, well, fair enough. Um, so we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll talk all about that when we get into listener mail and all that sort of stuff. But first of all... I'd like to get into how you can support the show, the usual domestics, of course. Go and check us out on Patreon, uh, because there is no better time to go over there and give us a like and a follow and all that sort of stuff over on Patreon. Uh, every click of support at this moment in time really does mean the world, because we're hoping to invest in new microphones, because this one is nearly on the road out, so I need to get some new mics. So, yes, your Patreon support is very well received. Uh, so, yeah, be a part of the Patreon faithful and get your hands on tons of exclusive content, lots of video exclusives, lots of audio exclusives, as well as episodes of Rab Show Plus that are up there, and tons of extra backstagey stuff that are all up there on our Patreon page. So go and check that out. Also... Don't forget to go and check out our special promotions with the Piper's Dojo and Rhythm Monster. Now, I've mentioned these now until I'm blue in the face, but you can go and check them all out on thebigrabshow.com. And there's one there for the Piper's Dojo. And also, if you want to use our special promo code, which is Big Rab Monster, you'll get money off at the checkout. Why not? So, yeah, don't forget to check out the Rab Show merch as well. Bigrabshow.com forward slash shop. Ah, back the Rab Show shop. My word, it has just went insane. We had our Black Friday uh, deal there not too long ago where we dropped everything in the store. Don't know if you guys managed to catch this. And, uh, yeah, we sold nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Yes, we sold absolutely nothing over Black Friday. Very strange. We don't know quite what happened there. But for a long time, our merch was going gangbusters. It went crazy. And yeah, we were sending out merch hand over fist. We just couldn't keep up. And then suddenly it just stopped. And then we launched our Black Friday deal. And then nothing absolutely nothing we thought here we go we'll drop the price and hopefully someone you know will pick up some merch and stuff for christmas and um no nothing not a thing but you know something if you do want to avail of some special offers on the rab show merch become part of the patreon faithful and you get a special discount code hmm so yeah black friday came and went and uh i don't think anyone really that i am personally attached to got any piping swag because they bought plenty but they're for other people to give us gifts and different things so we will be doing a gift episode as we always do each and every year rolling into the holidays we'll be giving you our uh piping and drumming gift uh show and what our recommendations are for that piper and piper and drummer in your life and what will you be putting under the christmas tree for them uh so that's coming up if you have any suggestions for that of course any particular products that you think we should feature and tell people hey check this this out it's pretty cool you can yeah email us biggrabshow at gmail.com now i'm sure you've clicked on this week's episode because of the title and we're going to get into that this is possibly the biggest news story to drop this past week, and uh, it has caused an absolute uproar in the bagpiping world. I don't know if you're aware of this, but we will cover it all in Topic of the Week. But trust me, before I get into that, I am going to need a cup of tea before we even go there. Oi. Anyway. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I haven't even got into the Topic of the Week yet, and I'm getting annoyed. Oh, right, let's get into our listener mail as always. Well, shout out to Hugh. Hugh sent us in an email. Uh, he says, Hi, Rab. I know this has been done to death, but I haven't heard these apps mentioned. Now, he has obviously he's emailed off the back of our applications where we were talking about apps and stuff to use on your cell phone or whatever. So, yeah, Hugh's talking about these. He says, Firstly, I use a free version of Evernote to store copies of my music when I practice on my electric chanter at work. I can just bring the music up on screen. No need to hand to, to handle hard copies all around the place. So, yeah, Evernote. Quite a good, decent app, actually. He says, secondly, I use the Evernote app Scannable, which does a fantastic job of photographing hard copies into PDF and s- storing in Evernote. It also trims the photo and straightens the edges much better than a straight photograph. Love your show, Hugh from Brisbane, Australia. Thank you, Hugh. Now, Evernote. Yes, uh, Evernote is a, an application that I do know quite well. And uh, yeah, we've spoke about that. You know, tons of other apps, but we did not mention Evernote. So that is a bit of a lapse on my behalf. So yes, thank you, Hugh, for straightening that out. We should really have mentioned the Evernote app. If you haven't been aware of it, uh, go and check it out, definitely. Uh, the free version is quite decent, like Hugh says, he uses it himself. And the, the other one, the Evernote app Scannable. Yeah, this one's where you get on dodgy ground, Hugh. Because if you're snapping photographs of, uh, you know, copywritten material and then taking it away and digitizing it yourself and using it and, you know, you have to make sure that you own that material before you start snapping photos of it. You know, there's, you could be getting into copyright, you know, issues there. So, mm, yeah, I wouldn't encourage it, but you can do it. That's what the app's for. That's what it, that's what it does. So, yeah. <laughs> that's by way of a big precursor, right? A big disclaimer. Get me a get out of jail free there. So Evernote at 
Evernote app scannable. Now, there is a paid version of the Evernote app as well as the free version. So I would just use the free. I've used the free one myself and it is quite decent. And you can, you can select different scores and flick through pages and all that sort of stuff. It's very useful. So there you go. Another shameless plug for another app. Thank you, Hugh, for that wonderful email. Now, another shout out goes to Robert. Thank you, Robert. He says, I personally like the longer ones. I think he's talking about the podcast. <laughs> I personally like the longer ones and greatly enjoy the news. We don't get a lot of info in the States unless you want to listen to rumours. Laugh out loud. Okay, Robert. <laughs> as far as cheating, I agree. Bribery is nonsense. And I cannot see any way that that would work. Ringers could work if in large numbers, like you said, or for key po- for a key position like a bass drum. I have seen it work that in a band. I've seen that. Let me see. Read that again. I have seen it work that a band be placed higher in competition because of that. Okay. Uh, the only way, the only other way I've seen a ringer work is the boost the morale to boost the morale and added experience. You know, for tuning and setting a band up, basically. So there you go. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, so he also says, I do remember that story of that drummer sight reading the score. And it's not in the rules that you can't just, you know, walk in there with a device and start reading your scores. He says, I say kudos to him for sight reading that successfully. And yeah, I would have to agree with you, Robert. So thank you so much uh, for your email. He also says best to you and Merry Christmas. Ah. Thank you, Robert. Same to you, mate. And yeah, a lot of people commenting on that drummer in particular. A lot of you guys actually seem to know him. Um, and yes, I'm not going to read his name out, of course, but we did speak about this whole incident when it happened. It was a few years ago now. Um, it's hard to believe the Rab Show's been going for a few years now, this podcast thing. Uh, so yeah, we spoke about it when it happened and the kind of controversy that it did stir up. And uh, is it a form of cheating you can argue, yes, it does give you an unfair advantage, but you need to be an insanely good sight reader and have the concentration of a Buddhist monk. <laughs> and I don't know just how you can concentrate on playing an intricate drum score as well as concentrating on what's on your screen and the need to flick through pages. Insane. But as Robert says, kudos to him. Fair, fair play to him. Fair play to him. As we would say here in Northern Ireland, fair play to him. Now, we also got a voicemail. <coughs> we love getting voicemails on the show, and we've had very few of them this last while. Don't know why there's no real explanation behind it, but yes, we love getting your voicemails, guys. Send us in voicemails. It's very easy to do. Just record a very quick message on your cell phone right now or wherever you're listening to this, and just whenever you've finished it, just click share and send it to us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Just email it to us. And yeah, we'll love to play it out on the show. So, we our voicemail, the first one in a long time, actually. Who's this one from? Howdy, Rab. It's your good friend Josh from Las Vegas. Sorry I'm a little late catching up on episodes. Uh, you know, holiday over here at the concert, which went swimmingly. Callum says, yo. Uh, I just want to talk real quick about some of the things that you brought up in episode one. Fifty when you're talking about um, cheating, and I gotta agree. Uh, when it comes to the idea of like regrading as cheating, I think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, especially when you consider the timeline when a lot of that regrading happens. I mean, unless unless it does happen in the middle of the season, and even then, I, that's gotta be a rare case. And I'm sure your listeners will correct me if I'm mistaken. You know, you gotta keep in mind that 
the bands have to win before they can move up. So if a band is in a grade smashing everybody else, um, they're probably looking to move up at the end of the year. Uh, they can't, you know, typically do that until they've won a few contests. So whinging about it, you know, first thing on or halfway through the season just doesn't seem to uh, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. I'm uh, I'm interested to see what other people think about that. Uh, the other question, you know, when you're talking about um, talking about bribes, and I think you're completely right. When I when you know you say that you know, judges aren't accepting bribes, that's ridiculous. People would be disqualified, fired, uh, run out, run clear out of town, and rightfully so. But I do have a question for you, and um, I think I can speak for myself and every other uh, Patreon patron of yours when I say uh, you know uh, we give you a little uh, little five dollars in a brown envelope every month. Do you think that could buy us one more Godfather impression? Because I'd love to hear it again. Have a great week, man, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> oh, Josh, you come to me after Thanksgiving, and I will give you an offer you cannot refuse. Happy holidays, Josh! <laughs> yeah, the Godfather impression. I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> I give him an offer he couldn't refuse. I don't know. That's maybe the only person who has ever asked me to do it again. Josh, thank you, mate. And uh, yeah, some interesting thoughts about, you know, cheating on regrading. That was suggested to us uh, by a number of different sources, you know, that that could be a possible way to cheat, that you put your band in the wrong grade so your band could overpower everybody else. And uh, yeah, I think the amount of time it takes for a band to either move up or move down, uh, you know, there you can't kind of premeditate that, if you know what I mean. And the amount of work that goes in by... You know, the music board and everything. Simply a suggestion that that is even possible, I think, is ludicrous, really. And if a band is seen to be too strong in a grade, it's very quickly addressed. You know, throughout the entire season, all of the results and form and all of that is all monitored within a minute detail. You know, there's nothing that goes on missed, and the music board catch it just as quickly as we do as spectators. So, uh... Yeah, you know, even a suggestion that you can cheat by grading, no. I honestly don't think that could happen. So, unless you guys out there can tell me different, just like Josh said. So, Josh, thank you for your voicemail, mate. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, rolling into episode 100 for Chanderat. Hashtag one of the six. Yeah! I'm really looking forward to episode 100. I hope the guys have something special planned. I'm really looking forward to that. So, episode 100, baby! Excellent stuff. So congratulations again. Rolling into that. That's something special. That is a milestone. I remember doing it ourselves 50 episodes ago. (laughs) Now, it has been emailed to us by a number of people who said that some of the opinions given on our cheating podcast are incorrect, saying, Dear Rab, you're spouting nonsense on your podcast and telling people you cannot cheat when it is blatantly obvious that you can. And that's a quote. And uh, I'm not going to give the names on these because uh, there's like a number of people here. I'm talking possibly half dozen even. I got about six. E- yeah, uh, let me see. See, I should have counted this before I recorded. Aye, six six emails here of people basically uh, kicking off saying that yes, you can cheat and it is possible. But I have to say, with all six emails we received to rabshow at gmail dot com, not one of them gave an example of it. Uh, you know, they didn't say yes, you can cheat. Here is an example of it happening. Uh, So, 
I don't know, guys. You know, we released that episode last week. It did create a bit of a stir. A lot of you guys messaging in and such. Uh, some people agreeing. A lot of people seem to be disagreeing as well as agreeing. It's an interesting conversation and one that we'll possibly look at again if we can have specific evidence. Okay? Now, a lot of the cheating allegations and such, they all swing on evidence. And that's one of the big things that, you know... Cheating is cheating, and whenever it can be proven, you know, here it is. These guys are accused of cheating, and here's the evidence. Then, fine, stand over it, and we could say, yeah, cheating is possible, you know. But until we have actual bona fide hard evidence, then we can't really say that it is possible, because I honestly believe that it is impossible to cheat. Because, let's face it, bagpiping and drumming is subjective. It's art. It's an art form. We're competing at art. And one person's art is another person's trash and vice versa. So I know some people in my life who just look at bagpipes and go, how do you listen to that? And then I know some people in my life who listen to bagpipes even more than I do, which is hard to do. So, yeah, I don't know. It's one of them things. Possibly it's another topic we could revisit in a future show. Anyway, so thank you to everyone who sent us in all their listener mails and stuff. That's BigRabShow at gmail.com. And uh, one of the big questions we did ask is were you whether you were happy with the length of the podcast. Because they had been getting longer this last while. Uh, an hour and a half, I think. it was. You know, Most podcasts are averaging about an hour and a half now. So we will try and tighten things up, yeah, because we don't want to be sitting here rambling like I'm doing now. Uh, but a lot of you guys seem to enjoy the longer podcasts. So, yeah, apart from jimmy who emailed in there last week complaining that it yeah he had to cut the show in half and he was doing his bus journey so yeah there you go you win some you lose some all right let's get into the piping news shall we i want to get right into the topic of the week so we have to get through the news first of all so shout out to pipe bands south africa yes they announced recently that they are yeah they're launching a summer school 2020 registrations for which are now currently open and you need to have your um yeah your bookings in before january 3rd so you'll be able to save 500 quid Woo! so yeah if you want to save some money get your registrations in for this before january 3rd if you are in south africa now this will be running all the way from the 19th of march to the 22nd so they've actually had to extend the summer scope Now, this is due to demand and uh, just the sheer volume of people involved in this summer school. So, yeah, go register now. All of the cost actually includes three nights worth of accommodation, all of your meals and your tuition as well. So, hey, why not hang out three nights worth of piping and drumming? What? I I even I want to get to this. So, yeah, there you go. For more information, of course, you can go along to... Whoa, what's happened there? My script fell down. Yeah, you can go and check out <laughs> Pipe Bands Association of South Africa, PBASA, on their Facebook page or their Twitter. All out. You can get all their information on their website, of course. Okay, on to other news. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read a hashtag list. Hashtag list! Uh, but the shots and I could, uh junior competition was this past weekend so this was the sixth annual competition i have to say it's just continuing to get bigger and bigger it's just simply ridiculous i think in this past one this past weekend there they recorded record entries of 217 competitors in total heading to calderhead high school in lanarkshire simply outstanding now looking at the sheer volume of people taking part in this aged you know, from 13 and under all the way from 18 and under. Simply brilliant. And some of the level of performances, by the way. Whoo, 
boy. Uh, especially from a drumming point of view. I have to give a shout out again to Kerr McQuillan. Kerr, wow, mate. That, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to read you a list of the results and stuff. You can go and check that out. It's up there now on the Shots website. You can go and have a look at all of that. Plus, there have been videos of some of the performances, and one of them being Kerr McQuillan's. Shout out to Kerr from the Boggies. Wow. Wow, what a talented drummer. So, yeah. I know I'm kind of blowing Kerr's head up, but trust me, go and watch that performance. You'll not regret it. Woo. Yeah, really good stuff. So, yeah, shout out to Shots. He seemed to be... I don't know, this event gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and more sponsors get involved, and more people come, and the tickets just sell out as soon as they're launched and all. It's just, yeah, it's fantastic to see that this event is getting bigger and bigger, and with so many kids getting involved from all around. Um, I think even some traveling from Northern Ireland and stuff that went over to this. So, yeah, incredible event. So, well done to Shots. Uh, looking forward to next year, actually. I think the next junior competition, actually, that is going to be launched... Uh, is coming up. I think it's the one that's going to be hosted by the Vale, the Vale of Athelpipe Band. I think it's in January. Um, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I should, probably should have done my research, but I do have a, a feeling that it is the next junior competition coming up is the Vale of Athelpipe Band. But I will hopefully look into that and get you more information for that one. And uh, once I have it, I'll let you know about the junior competition for the Vale. Speaking of the Vale of Athel. Yeah, just a shout out, a very quick shout out to them because they were in action recently uh, celebrating St Andrew's Day in Perth City Centre. Yay! And uh, yeah, sounding quite decent, my ad. Yeah, Vale of Athol sounding quite outstanding, actually. I managed to catch a little video recording of someone who caught them on their cell phone. And uh, yeah, Vale putting on an impressive show celebrating St Andrew's Day. So yeah, shout out to you guys. <coughs> okay, moving swiftly on. Can you tell I'm rattling through these stories? Yeah, I'm doing it on purpose. Shout out to Scott Garden. Scott Garden! Now, I did mention recently that Scott was offering online tuition. And he is. But (laughs) Scott has announced something really stupidly exciting. Yeah. Now, for those of you who know Scott Garden, of course, he is a bagpiper of note. But he has released a book of tunes already called Duality. Now, yes... In 2020, we will see Duality, Volume 2. Yes! Scott Garden has, or will be, releasing Volume 2 of Duality. Now, I cannot wait, because Duality 1, whenever it dropped, but I don't know, it was kind of earth-shaking at the time. Tons of people picked up his tunes, bands and soloists alike, and yeah, these tunes were kind of at the forefront of modern piping. So, shout out to Scott Garden. I'm dead excited to hear this release and the tunes that are in there. Uh, For now, all he's really done is upload little teaser clips and stuff to say Duality Volume 2 coming in 2020. And that's it. Now, we have no real plans other than, uh, well, no real, you know, notification to say when it will be released or how we can get our hands on it. But uh, Celtic Connections is around the corner. Plus, we have Piping Live next year. Plus, we've got tons of other big events and stuff that Scott could launch his book. But as soon as we know how you can get your mitts on Duality Volume 2, we will let you know. Because trust me, you're going to want to get a copy of this book. I'm a drummer, and even I want a copy of it. (laughs) So there you go. All right, so shout out to Scott. If you are interested, by the way, in going to check out some of Scott's previous... yeah, previous music and composed compositions and stuff. Go and check out scottgardenmusic.wordpress.com. There you go. Or you can check out Scott Garden Music on social media. All right, 
On to another story. Um, I have to give a shout out to everyone there in sunny New Zealand. Yeah, the Christchurch Casino Victoria Square Day has been announced. So yeah, Victoria Square Day competition. I think it's being held this weekend actually, whenever I'm recording this. So uh, yeah, there are tons of bands going to this. Loads of bands going to this. We have Grade 4, Juvenile Grade 3 and Grade 2. Now, making up Grade 2, we have the Scottish Society Pipe Band. We have the Celtic Pipe Band from Nelson, as well as the City of Invercargill Pipe Band. Excellent stuff. Now, both bands, well, all three bands, in fact, are playing an MSR set and medley. Same for Grade 3, where we have Canterbury, Caledonian Society, and we have Mumbra Pipes and Drums Society. Awesome stuff. So, again, playing MSR and medley. Same for the guys in grade four. It just, yeah, it's brilliant to see that this competition is so well attended. Brilliant stuff. And if anything, I hope we're going to see a lot of recorded stuff. Possibly little YouTube clips, please. Anyone going to this, uh, take your cell phone with you and snap us a little video. We would love to see this. And of course, yeah, any of these performances from Victoria Square Day, uh, we will certainly share them out on the Rab Show Facebook page and all that goodness. So, yeah. Good luck to you guys heading to Victoria Square Day competition. Uh, we'll hopefully read out the results on next week's show. Okay, shout out has to go to Lincoln Hilton. What's he doing again? This guy is constantly in the piping news this last while. Lincoln Hilton, as you guys know, is one of the forefront composers of modern piping. He is the owner of modernpiping.com, mdpiping.com, where he produces a publication of the most modern you know, compositions of bagpipe music and publish them. And it publishes them and they have composers that all contribute to this, such as Ross Ainsley, Scott Garden, I think, was involved in there as well. Tons of people in the bagpiping world contribute tunes to this. Now, why am I talking about Lincoln again? Well, Lincoln's launched something that's really quite special and I would love you to go along and check it out. Just go along to modernpiping-lincolnhilton and... Enjoy what has to be a real cracking tune. Now, it's a tune that he composed last year for Dollar Academy. Now, this was when you know, they celebrated their 200th anniversary and on St. Andrew's Day. So, as part of this, he composed the tune. And, uh, yeah, the tune is called Dollar Sunrise. So, Matt Wilson, of course, who's involved with Dollar and helps with that, and all, you know, Matt Wilson, you know Matt Wilson. Uh, so, yeah, he asked Lincoln if he could compose a tune and actually helped him put this together. So, get, trust me, go and have a listen to this. The tune is called Dollar Sunrise and is performed by the guys at Dollar Academy. Uh, I have played this now until I can't listen to it anymore. I can nearly play it myself. I can only play scale and GDEs, but I'm nearly playing the tune. It's simply brilliant. And also, you can go and check it out. It's in the latest volume of mdpiping.com. It's in volume 12. So go and check it out. mdpiping.com and The Dollar Sunrise. A cracking tune. I I dare say I would love to hear bands actually playing this in their medley selection. And I dare say it would work really, really well. Um, So... Go and check it out. Dollar Sunrise by Lincoln Hilton. It's all up there on his social media, of course. You need to check it out. It is a proper decent tune. You will not regret it. Okay. Let me fix my chair because it's breaking here. All right. (laughs) The BC Pipers Association have announced their 2020 Bonnie Music Memorial Invitational Competition. Yay! Yay. Uh, so, yeah, the recital, of course, will be raising funds uh, in order for brain cancer research. Uh, so, this is for the BC Cancer Foundation. 
Now, this is all planned to happen on February the 15th, 2020. And of course, you can check out more information by going to Bonnie Music, Bonnie Music Memorial Invitation page. They have a social media feed and all of that there. So, who's playing at it, Rab? Why do I want to go to this thing? Well, the invited players coming to this year's Invitational are Jory uh, Chrisom. There you go. He was the 2019 winner, won it last year. We also have Alistair Lee, uh, Zephan Nickel, Alan Bevan, James Beaumont. And Gordon Conn, there you go. Not bad lineup, even if I do say so myself. Now, like I said, this is raising money all for you know brain cancer research, so a fantastic charity. But the whole thing will also be live streamed on the BC Pipers Association Facebook page. Awesome stuff. So, doors open at 5.15 and the performances start at 6. So if you are interested, you can go and check it out. BC Pipers, uh, for all your information about tickets and all that sort of stuff. So, why not? Go along, check it out, and, yeah, help raise money for an amazing charity. So, BC Pipers announcing something quite, yeah, awesome. All right. Uh, Right. I have to get into something. (laughs) I have to pause for effect here. Loads of people have been asking me about this. And uh, whenever I mention this, everyone's going to either start laughing or, yeah, they're going to start listening intently as to what I think. This past week... On St. Andrew's Day, <clears throat> we've seen the launch of a brand new podcast. Yay! Everyone says. We had the launch of a brand new pipe band based podcast. Piping based podcast. Yay! Everyone says. Calm down, Rab. Yeah, so this one is called the Pod Band Pipecast. Hey, everyone. Welcome here to. Podband Pipecast, the premiere pipe band podcast. This is our first episode. Yeah, first Woo! episode. Yay. Yay. <laughs> now I'll say that again because I'm still trying to get my head around it. The pod pod band pipecast. I can't say it, what's wrong with me. I keep calling it the pipe band podcast, but it's not that. It's the pod band pipecast. Now Tons of people have been asking me about this, saying, "Hey Rob, look at this! I have a brand new piping podcast." Um, now, uh, this is interesting. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? Number one, I'm dead excited to see another podcast entering the podcasting world. There is room for more. Come on in. The more podcasts, the better, in fact. So there's us at the moment. There's the Chanter Rank guys, of course. And of course, to the lesser extent, although they haven't done anything in a long time, the Grace Note Vortex. Uh, so, yeah, where are you guys? And, um, of course, the granddaddies of them all, the Beer Tent. You guys remember those? That's kind of where I got my start, to be honest, in this whole radio world. Uh, so, yeah. Those are kind of the the Mac Daddies of the bagpiping world. Of course, we have the Pipe Rocket of Store, of course. And we have Pipeline from the BBC. And we have Pipes and Drums here from the BBC as well. Tons of great piping podcasts that you could listen to. So this is a new one. The Pod Band Pipecast. And they call themselves the Premier. The Premier Pipe Band Podcast. The Premier Piping Podcast. (laughs) The Pod Band Pipecast. Now, the reason why I'm sticking on that is they call themselves the premier pod band pipecast. And um, uh, you've just released episode one. Um, What? The premier <laughs> pipe band podcast. Okay. So I thought, okay, the premier piping podcast. All right. Let's see. You're, you're on top of the game and you've released episode one. You're the premier pod. 
good on yous. Go on yourselves. <laughs> so, decided to tune in, thinking, wow, these guys are the premier podcast. I want to listen to this. So, tuned in. And uh, what makes it interesting is that they also have a YouTube channel. So, you can go and watch this as well. So, the Pod Band Pipecast. So, these are two tenor drummers from Mesa Caledonia Pipe Band. So, the two tenor drummers. And, uh, yeah, episode one. It's quite an interesting episode, to be honest. Loads of people asking my honest opinions on it. And uh, my honest opinion is, it's their episode one. It's their first episode. You know, I'm going to leave it until perhaps episode 10, 11, before I really draw conclusions on this and whether I'm a fan or I'm not. At the moment, I'm just at excitement stage. I'm dead excited. A brand new piping podcast. And so far, yeah, I'm dead interested. I'm, I really can't wait for more. So episode one of the Podband Pipecast is available now. You can go and check it out. I think it's available on YouTube. I think you can get it on Spreaker. Yeah, I think at the moment they are still waiting on approval from iTunes. So hopefully that will be listed soon. Uh, but the Podband Pipecast is the premier piping podcast, apparently. Uh, so you can go and listen to two tenor drummers from Mesa Caledonia. And uh, episode one... They give you a code of practice. The premier pipe band podcast. Um, yes, I'm not joking. They, they give you a code of practice as to what this podcast will be and what they will not be. And uh, it's interesting. Okay, it's interesting. A lot of people say that, oh, shots fired, Rab. Shots fired at you. And there were shots fired at Chanter Rant and all of that. And yes, okay. You, you can't listen to it and think, well, all right, they're throwing the gauntlet down here, calling themselves the premier podcast and, you know, saying, oh, we won't be doing this and we won't be doing that. And hey ho, we're going to be doing all of this extra stuff. And cool. So yeah, shots fired. Why not? Cool. Brilliant. If anything, I think it's brilliant. You know, and I've sung their praises, and I can't wait to hear more. So, episode one has dropped. Go and check it out. It's called Episode One Behind the Drum. So, go and have a listen. The two guys introduce themselves, talk about their pedigree in the piping world. Uh, one of them, I think, has been playing for seven years uh, because one of her friends found a pipe band on Google and said, hey, do you want to do this pipe band thing? And she said, yeah, and had been playing with Mesa ever since for seven years. Uh, the other had been brought up in the piping world uh, through her mother, I think it's Pipe Sergeant, um, with Mesa Caledonia, and her uncle's the drum sergeant. And I think her dad's in the band as well, can't be sure. Um, but also, you know, a, a big family connection there for the other presenter, but only recently started playing tenor drum uh, with Mesa Caledonia following a trip to Scotland. I think she was like uh, 11 or 12, I think. She, she mentions all this in episode one. So go and have a listen. The code of practice is worth the listen f for itself. It's incredibly interesting as to what these guys want to achieve with this podcast. They say, I'm not going to spoil it. Go and have a listen. The code of practice certainly is interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's a podcast that I'm going to be very interested to listen to. And, yeah, I would urge you guys, go over there now, have a check, have a listen to episode one. It's pretty short. It's only like a 10, 15-minute uh, introduction episode. Go and check it out. And, uh, yeah, you'll be enthralled. You will be really interested. So, yeah, if you do go over there, give them a hashtag, Big Rab Show. And, uh, yeah, just let them know that we sent you. All right? <laughs> so, yeah. By way of a shameless referral and a bit of an advertisement for another piping podcast, go and check it out. Draw your own conclusions and um, stick with it, okay? 
episode one, sure, it might be a little shaky, it might not be full of production value. Let's face it, the Rab Show doesn't have much production value. Um, but yeah, go and check it out, Pod Band Pipecast, and uh, draw your own conclusions. My conclusion so far is calling yourself the premier podcast, and this is episode one. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Give it some time, all right? Then you can perhaps call yourself the premier podcast. <laughs> I, d- I don't know where that came from, but strange. But anyway. The premier pipe band podcast. The likes of us, The Big Rab Show, Chandler Rant, Grace No Vortex, The Beer Tent Boys, and all the other BBC recordings. We've been doing podcasting for quite a while. As to who the premier is, no idea, and none of us cares. And I think that's the whole point. Grant. So, guys, good luck to you at the pod band Pipecast. Uh, yeah, we're definitely big supporters here at the Big Rab Show. Love your stuff and keep it coming. There you go. All right, let's get into other bit of news stories, shall we? Yeah, I have to give a shout out again this week to Gary Nimmo, of course, and uh, yeah, of Akadabui Bagpipe Specialist. Now we've mentioned Gary before on the show, and yeah, we've spoke glowingly about him. Just yeah, how amazing he is. Well, he continues to be amazing. Yeah, because he recently had a bit of a story published about him in the Falkirk. Falkirk Herald, I can just about talk tonight. Uh, so, yeah, why was he mentioned in the Falkirk Herald? Well, yeah, he has announced something really quite special. He's actually going to be launching a Falkirk youth pipe band next year. Now, this kind of really piqued my interest. I go, whoa, a brand new pipe band? Awesome stuff. So, Gary says, yeah, my ultimate dream is to keep the art of playing bagpipes alive for the younger generation. And in less than a year, we've been able to mentor over 100 students in the Falkirk area. With a growing talent pool and a genuine interest, I think there's a significant scope for the development of a Falkirk youth pipe band. And I encourage any individual who's interested to get involved. So, there will be a new pipe band! Which is awesome news. Yeah, the Falkirk Youth Pipe Band will be launched next year. And man, I can't wait for this. This is super exciting news. So yeah, thank you, Gary. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. So if anything, the, the whole news story, of course, we've put it all up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. They're currently, uh, yeah, they've launched a GoFundMe page and they, the Falkirk Youth Pipe Band have a facebook page and social media and all that stuff so go check it out just if you want to you can google it throw it in the social media whatever Falkirk youth pipe band they're fundraising at the moment and gary is at the forefront because he's been involved heavily in teaching and development of young people in that area so it makes perfect sense so to hear that a brand new band will be launching oh man i just i have to give him I don't know. We don't have a Hero of the Week award on here, but Gary gets Hero of the Week on the Rab Show this week. Hero of the Week! Hey! Yeah, and we haven't even got into Topic of the Week yet. So, alright, shout out to you, Gary. That's fantastic news, mate. We, I was dead excited to read that whenever it first dropped. So exciting. So, yeah, I can't wait to see more from the Falkirk Youth Pipe Band. And, um, yeah, as soon as any little clips or anything like that appear online of these kids getting together and starting... Oh, man, I'm so excited. So, yeah, shout out to you guys. Good luck to you. Cannot wait to see you on the grass, hopefully, if you make it out. So, yeah, and if you do, I hope to get a Rab Show selfie with you. All right, there you go. Put that in concrete. (laughs) All right, I have to give a shout then as well, just before we get into the topic of the week, uh, to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Yes, now, why am I giving them a shout out? Well, they are now accepting applications for people who want to play with the band. These have to be received by... 
the 31st of December. So you need to get your applications in now. And for full details, you can visit the National Piping Centre now where you can submit your application. Now, they do, do give plenty of information on the website including what's required of you and your audition requirements, which is really quite interesting. Now, if you are hoping to join the development band, which is not the full senior band that they have at the National Youth Pipe Band, um, if you're wanting to join the development band, your audition requirements are as follows. Now, keep in mind, these are for kids. This is kids. So the audition, you must complete a 10-minute performance of your own choice. Tuning is not an essential part of your audition, You will be asked to sight-read a piece of sheet music. During your audition, you will be required to display the ability to play hornpipes, jigs and reels. And these are kids. This is insane. And also, to apply for the development pipe band, you must fall between the age range of 10 years old and 17. What? So, okay. Uh, That's the development band. Okay. Let me fix my chair again. Uh, what's going on with this chairman? The, the senior band. Let's go on through the audition requirements for them. Right. You must compete a, complete a 15-minute performance of your own music, your own choice of music. Number two, you must include in your performance a march, strespe, and reel, a minimum of four parts each. All senior pipe band members must be able to tune their own pipes for the audition. That's incredibly interesting. Pipers must display good finger technique. You will be asked to sight-read a piece of sheet music. You will be expected to play hornpipes, jigs and reels to a high standard. To apply to be in the senior band, you must be aged 25 by the 31st of December and under in any given year. So, yeah, 25 is the maximum. So, wow. Simply wow. But let's face it, the kids that apply for this program are extremely talented and no doubt will fly through this audition process. So, yeah, shout out to the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. I am aware that you guys have a concert coming up. I've already mentioned it before in previous episodes called Decade. It's going to be held in Edinburgh. Go and get tickets now. Shameless plug. I think it's 16 quid per person for the tickets for the National Youth Pipe Band concert. Go and grab them now when you can. Uh, But now, currently, at the moment, they are going through the application process. So you need to go to the nationalpipingcentre.co.uk and, yeah, go and have a look. There's an online application form that you need to fill out and that all has to be submitted before December 31st is the cutoff. And then they'll contact you about when you'd come down and do your audition. And you should have everything, hopefully, prepared by them. So there you go. That is incredibly interesting because I am nothing but a fan of the National Youth Pipe Band and spent you know, the guys in Australia as well as the guys here in Scotland. Two incredible programs, fantastic stuff, such talented kids. Anyway, that's it for the piping news this week. And um, yeah, the reason why you clicked on this week's episode, no doubt. Um, yeah, we're about to get into the thick of it. But before I do, I need to have a sit down, need to gather my thoughts on this one. This week's topic of the week, it's going to be a heavy one. The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. 
If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. That time again for Topic of the Week. And uh, strap yourselves in, folks. Yes, we're talking about the redevelopment of Headquarters Part 2. Didn't I tell you there was going to be a Part 2 to this? And uh, I dare say there will be a Part 3, Part 4, Part 5, and this will just rattle on until the cows come home, as they say here in Northern Ireland. Now, why am I talking about it again? Now, in recent days, uh, we have had our branch AGM meetings. Now, I did speak about this on previous podcasts, and I urged people to go and let their voices be heard. Tell their band secretaries and band reps to go to your branch meetings. And uh, the Northern Ireland branch meeting happened not too long ago, November 30th there in the Trinity Methodist Halls in Lisburn. Now, what makes this interesting is, uh, well, obviously it's an AGM and things always get shook up at AGMs. And we did honestly think that this round of AGM meetings of branches would be incredibly interesting. And by gum, it did not disappoint. (laughs) Um, What happens... See, All right, there was a story that broke. Where to start with this is the thing. Where to start with all of this? The branch AGM happened on November 30th. There was the usual kind of fair with, um, you know, people from the AGM patting each other on the back and uh, say, oh, great season, guys. Well done. Great competition. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's great. Perfect year. Pat, pat. Here we go. Everyone get up, give their speeches. Everyone's great. Now, Mr. Ian Ambleton, the RSPBA executive officer, he stood up and obviously was giving his speech on behalf of what happened in headquarters. You know, you know, representing headquarters in Glasgow, here's Ian Hamilton. Now, it was not all plain sailing for poor Ian. Ian Hamilton stood up and was tackled in all sorts of questions, such as the lack of transparency in the organisation. Um, some of the members were really angry, actually, <laughs> reading this report. And, uh, yeah, seeing some of the online commentary, some people actually really furious at uh, RSPBA headquarters. So during Hamilton's report, I'm actually going to quote verbatim. You can go and check out this whole report. It's up on pipesdrums.com right now. Uh, so during Hamilton's report of the overall uh, situation of the world's biggest piping and drumming association, he faced pointed questions about the costs of the tender process for the repairs and remodeling of the RSPBA headquarters in Glasgow following a fire in 2017. Now, we did talk about this, that the whole redevelopment was kind of kicked off following the fire. Now, this wasn't coming as a surprise. 
Now, this was a quote. He said, We're very pleased to say that the works now have been completed, or 95% of it has. So, Hamilton also said at the meeting that the building is finished and we're not in debt. <clears throat> okay. Let that sink in. So Ambleton reported that the RSPBA has £112,000 in cash in its bank account. Now that's kind of worrying. Now why is it worrying? Because the organisation, however, has a written policy in place. You can go and check it out. It's on their website. Uh, They have have to maintain a minimum balance of 261000 Minimum. In order to fit its annual running costs. So whenever Ian Ambleton stood in front of the AGM and said, Oh, everything's fine, we're not in debt, debt guys, and we're going to move into our new fancy place, 112 grand in the bank. Yay! Uh, but he forgot to mention we didn't need 112, we needed 261,000. Hmm. So the first major championship is about six months away, to be fair, and here we are, I would say we're about 100 odd grand in the hole. I don't know. Ableton said that the RSPBA expects to receive deposits of about 500 grand over the next two years from organisations that have won the rights to hold the organisation's five major championships. So Ableton also said that he anticipates that various grants and loans will be collected by April. So apparently by April of this year, and with various towns and cities who hold our majors, all of the money will start trickling in. And uh, yeah, we should be grand, lads. No bother, the money's coming in. Don't be worried, you're grand. He also said monies in the bank include a loan of a hundred grand and some hundred and thirty thousand pounds of loans from RSPBA branches that were asked to consider helping with financial problems that resulted from the refurbishment project. And I'll just read that again. So the refurbishment project, as you guys know, has far exceeded the one million pound mark. Now as a result of that RSPBA found themselves in financial trouble and asked their branches for some £130,000 in loans, as well as a bank loan of another hundred grand. This just gets worse and worse. It's, oh, I couldn't make this up. It's scandalous. So whenever you start looking at the money of all of this, I, ah, I'm trying to help them here. I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to show this in a positive light, but you really can't at the moment. So this is such a damning report. So the association has asked branches and administrators and and judges to consider making loans and donations to cover costs that it needed for furniture. Now, we spoke about this whenever judges at the World Solos were asked to consider donating their expenses to the RSPBA to help them buy new furniture. And yeah, so it was revealed at the meeting that the architect firm who was awarded the design job uh, was Assist Design Limited of Edinburgh. And it's been discovered by some sleuths online that the director of that company, of Assist Design Limited in Edinburgh, is actually a pipe major of a grade 3A band. Okay, so Ian Hamilton, he promised the membership who were there in attendance of the meeting... That the contract work was put out to tender and the organisation received multiple bids for both the architectural and the building stages and that documents would be made available to members in a month. Now that kind of reassured me because whenever I read that paragraph saying that Assist Design Limited of Edinburgh, the director of the company was a pipe major of a band, 
mm, that had alarm bells ringing, thinking, ooh, a big million pound contract uh, was given to an architect, and they were a pipe major of a band. Could that be a conflict of interest? Perhaps. So Ian Hamilton said, yes, there was a full tender process, and all the documents of which can be released within a month. So that's reassuring. Thank you, Mr. Hamilton. So, yeah, we're looking forward to this actually seeing the release of these documents and then let us all see and we can be reassured that all the T's were crossed, I's were dotted. Brilliant. So to carry on with the rest of this article, Ian Hamilton has been quoted as saying, we've been very fortunate to build up our finances. I know there's been a lot of discussion on this, mainly on social media, most of it inaccurate. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so he says, we felt uh, that the job was very well planned. The board of directors made the decision over two years ago. The plans were displayed two years ago at the AGM, and there really is nothing that is by surprise. So, um, um, so yeah, he, he references all the discussion that went on social media. All of us on The Rab Show, we talked about it in the development of headquarters part one, and all of the speculation, all of the questions that people wanted answered. We actually went to the RSPBA with those questions. We asked them, here, People want to know this. Can you help us? What what are the answers? And of course, you guys know by now, we got zero response. We got absolutely nothing. Uh, in fact, I think we were told over the phone that perhaps this may be discussed at the RSPBA headquarters, AGM, in March next year. Well, here we have it. The RSPBA branch meeting in Northern Ireland, and it was the number one topic of conversation. Uh, So he went on to say, he referenced that the loans from the branches and in fact some of the directors and some of the officials, including some adjudicators, donated their contest allowance from the World Solo Drama Championship to help furnish the association's new education and training centre. He said this was purely a voluntary act from these officials, but for some reason that story has been twisted. Hmm, okay. So perhaps the donations and things from judges and stuff were done on a completely voluntary basis. Uh, So, yeah, they were not coerced. They were not told, you have to donate. It was a voluntary thing. So, yeah, I could get behind that. No problem. So, but he said, yeah, someone got the story and started twisting it to make RSPBA look real bad. Okay, well, if that's the case, fine. Why didn't you tell us that? Why didn't you say, no, that's nonsense, and here's the evidence to say that it is nonsense? Interesting. Apparently, at a board of directors meeting on the 5th of October, the directors agreed to donate an allowance to the World Solo Drumming Championship in the first major. So all of that would kind of cover furniture and all of that. So they were kind of asked if they could. So, yeah, it does appear that it was voluntary. Now, reading further into it, uh, Ian Hamilton says there are some really unsavoury characters out there who would like us to fail. Uh, I'll quote that again. There are some really unsavoury characters out there who would like us to fail. Now, who he's talking about, don't know. He didn't actually qualify it and say who the unsavoury characters were. Um, But I, for one, have no idea. And uh, I have no clue. But I go on. He says, I can just tell you that's not going to happen. 
In other words, ours PBA feeling. Okay. I just wanted to make clear, because gossip and malicious nonsense like that can be destructive, but there is nothing that has happened in this association that has caught anyone by surprise. Okay, so this is Ian Embleton then defending the RSPBA's position and saying that everything is above board. This is all incredibly interesting stuff and saying that these documents about the tendering process that they will be released in a month's time, that gives us a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. So to be fair, I did take most of this as a positive I did see it as a positive. However, some of the financial information and stuff at hand was sketchy and a little bit bit strange. So the fact that it went to an architect company, uh, the chief exec was a pipe major of a grade 3A band, that's kind of sketchy. The fact that there's a hundred odd grand's worth of a deficit, even though you've already received 130 worth of loans from branches and a hundred grand worth of a bank loan, as well as a million pounds to do up your headquarters, where's all the money going? Where's it all going? And considering now that we should have 200-odd in the coffers to keep ourselves running, and we're 100, 100 grand down? That's scary. So, yeah, Ian Hamilton then went on to say, says, I wanted to make clear, because the ones who actually put... Out that they aren't the ones who put out the malicious all that stuff. They aren't even in the organization, and one of the members who's been quoted in the Pipes Drums article is not even in the RSPBA anymore. So whoever he's talking about aren't a member of the RSPBA. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I don't think Ian, Ian Embleton is a fan of social media because he goes on to say during the meeting, he says, the inference that offended me on social media, and I'm not on social media like you, I've never signed up for Facebook and I don't intend to. I find it, it's a lot of benefit for those who want to view their grandchildren's photographs, but I can't see any purpose it serves. Okay, so Ian Hamilton's not a fan of Facebook. So... That's kind of strange because the RSPBA does have a Facebook account. They also have a Twitter account and they're quite good at social media. And uh, those of us involved in the social media world, being ourselves the Big Rab Show, uh, we hope that we use social media in a positive way. We try our best to promote the association, their events that they run, and just to show just how amazing this bagpiping world is. So whenever you hear um, such a senior figure as Ian Hamilton saying that social media is practically the devil uh it's it's kind of strange and kind of disheartening at the same time so uh i don't know whenever you read this article on pipesdrums.com that's just a few of the things that i've really pulled out from it uh that really kind of i don't know caught my attention On the topic of social media, Ian Hamilton's also been quoted saying, I think you have to be very careful. If you're reading postings on social media and going to believe it, please make sure that you respect and trust the person posting it. Don't just accept it from people you don't know. And if you have any questions, you have three members of this branch, talking about the Northern Ireland branch, who attend regular meetings and are fully briefed on the goings-on. If you don't attend branch meetings, you don't find out what's going on. Don't believe social media. Ask your branch. Now, this was a direct quote from Mr. Ian Hamilton, and he's challenging us to say not to believe social media, not to believe sources such as ourselves, as the Big Rab Show, I dare say, uh, but to go and get answers to your questions direct from your branch. Now, 
In my past experience, if I ever went to my local branch here in Northern Ireland and asked them a question, the first place they had to go was headquarters. They had to go to headquarters to get an answer. So a lot of people nowadays don't go through their branch because they could just go direct to the source. They go to headquarters and ask them the question because essentially cutting out the middleman. Now, I'm not slagging off our branch by any means, but we all know that they work incredibly hard. Our local branches here, uh, you know, they have a serious amount of work to do organising our competition calendar. So the last thing they want to be able to do is have to tackle every single question that comes to their doorstep, saying... um, how many meters should the uh i don't know how many meters should the circle be in circumference i need to know <laughs> come on <laughs> right so yeah take these questions direct to hq where they have now a big flashy office with loads of fancy tech and stuff and they can grab that answer for you in a, in a quick split second so yeah just go straight to the source and uh, going to your branch with a question can have various different results You can either say, well, I'll go to HQ and get the answer for you, and then I'll come back. And then, nine times out of ten, the branch don't get an answer, which means that you don't get an answer. Or, as you guys have just heard, we go to its headquarters ourselves with all the questions, and uh, you don't get any answers at all, and you're ignored and said, nope, not answering that, thank you very much, we're not responding. Now, I know at the moment, I'm sounding very anti-association. Now, like I said, I am trying to help here. I am having this conversation because everyone in the piping world is having this conversation. Whether you admit it or not, everyone is talking about this. Especially here in the UK, it's all people ever stop and talk to me about. This this morning. (laughs) This morning, I was pumping diesel into the car. And I was on my way to work, and I was in the filling station about to pay for my diesel. And the guy, I don't know, still don't even know who it was, who was behind me, tapped me on the shoulder and said, Hey, Rob. And I looked around and said, Oh, how you doing? Didn't recognize him. And I said, How are you? Hi. And he says, uh, What about this headquarters thing? That's some crack, isn't it? Now, I don't know who this person was. And all I had to say, Oh, yeah, hi. It's, 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 you know, some value. It's good crack, all right. And he says, Uh, I wish they would give us some answers. Now, I still don't know who this person was, but um, that's all anyone's talking about. Every time I get stopped, it's not about results. It's not about who's playing with who. It's not about, oh, I heard they've got new drums or got new uniforms, which is normally what you get at this time of year. We normally get talk about the transfer season or I hear this band could be playing this tune or this band might have new chanters. Wait till you see them on the grass next year. Total new sound, Rab. Woohoo. There's none of that this year. Absolutely none of that this year. Now, I get criticised for sitting on the fence. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say that I'm too PC and I'm too careful and stuff. But uh, I think with me talking about this redevelopment headquarters stuff, I'm kind of giving opinions here. RSPBA at the moment are... I really don't know what's going on. And the whole lack of transparency is mind-boggling. It's scary to think... Uh, like why will they not give us answers why not just tell yeah okay tell us what the crack is you know we're all grown adults here apart from our junior members and um yeah if everything's above board then tell us you know show us the the papers and show us the tender thing okay you asked five or six different companies to do it great fine and this was the winner woohoo brilliant great if anything 
there is a flip side of the coin to this. I am stoked that they've got a brand new headquarters. Honestly, people ask me what my opinion is, and yeah, fair enough. If their old listed building was falling apart, then why not? After so many years of sitting in an old crummy office, why not update the thing? And sure, it took a million quid to do it, and yeah, that kind of stings, but... It's an investment in the future of piping and drumming. This headquarter building will be there for generations to come. And that's one thing I haven't really put across yet. There is a positive slant to this. However, there is the huge however. The headquarters building will benefit people in the Glasgow area. I dare say bands from Perth that we were talking about earlier, like The Veil, or we're talking about that Falkirk Youth Pipe Band. Will they be able to utilise the facilities there at the new RSPBA headquarters? Don't know. What about bands such as, I don't know, I'm just going to pluck names out, Kolobaki, Ravara, Brashain, you know, bands from Northern Ireland and the Republic and from around the world. Will they be able to avail of the facilities in RSPBA headquarters? Will they be able to use their new teaching space and band practice facilities? Don't know. But it's certainly a big bonus for bands in the Glasgow area. So, is it an investment in our piping future? Sure it is. Of course it is. Having a nice headquarters put together for our own branch, our own headquarters, is certainly an investment. I honestly think that. But, the whole way this thing has been handled, it's just been marred with secrecy and controversy. Now, social media has helped fuel this. I do get that. And Ian Hamilton has been right to kind of try and defend his corner and saying, yes, everything is above board and the documents will be released. That's fine. Now, I dare say that'll be part three. Whenever these documents drop, we will see for ourselves that this, you know, has either been handled really well or perhaps it hasn't. So I guess we have to reserve judgment until that happens. So... Uh, Yeah, whenever you read the rest of the article, he does talk about the state of disrepair for the building and the need for it to be repaired and that it was all agreed at various different meetings throughout the year that, yes, it should be done and it should be, you know, refurbed and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, So, I don't know. The whole article on PipesDrums.com does put a negative slant on the whole thing. It is kind of... It's one of them things you have to kind of remember where your sources are. Pipesdrums.com may have an agenda here. Uh, They may want to be trying to paint the RSPBA in a negative light. Now, I'm not kind of saying that they're biased in any way, but reading previous articles from Pipesdrums.com, they're certainly not a fan of the association. I'll tell, I'll say that. So they do not kind of give you know, the positive of this. And there is a positive. I honestly do think there is a positive. There is an investment being made here in the future of the RSPBA headquarters. This building will be here and will last a lifetime. And uh, I dare say when I'm dead and gone, it'll still be standing and uh, they'll be talking about the next refurb. (laughs) But the way that the money has been handled, the way that all of this has been handled through all sorts of secrecy and Uh, you know, decisions being made and being taken without real kind of consultation with the membership and such, I can understand why it rubs people the wrong road. I can really get that. Um, And as a result of this meeting in Northern Ireland, Ian Hamilton came across some real difficult questions that he simply didn't have answers for. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read the whole article, like I said, but there was some real 
sharp questions that were really quite pointed and there were either a yes answer or a no answer and we didn't get yeses or nos and we didn't really get explanations for a good lot of the questions that were asked so go yourself go and have a, a read at the article pipesdrums.com and it reads for some incredible incredible reading and it is quite a bombshell now why is this such a bombshell well number one the annual general meeting of any branch is normally held with just band secretaries and band representatives who are sent to the meeting by their band to go and place votes on various different actions that they propose so say you want to change the rules or something then all the bands in the association have a vote on it and if they think it's a good rule change then yep great it passes and if not nope then it goes down so that's how it works so AGMs are normally held and they're quite exclusive. You know, People from outside can't get access to these. So if you're just a regular pipe bander and you're not a secretary and you're not a rep, then um, you can't attend. So these meetings are essentially held in secret for the guys who are in the know. Now, what makes this interesting? The whole fact that PipesDrums.com, the whole fact that PipesDrums.com published this started asking questions. How did they get their hands on this? How did they get all of this information? How did they know Ian Ambleton had pointed questions asked of him at this event? And how did they know to be able to quote him and answer verbatim? Here's what Ian said. Well, <laughs> whenever you reach the end of the article, it says it extracted comments are verbatim from a recording of the event provided by an unsolicited source to Pipes Drums. So the whole event was recorded. Someone who was at that meeting had the forethought to record it. They kind of someone out there must have knew that this meeting was going to be a bombshell, and they had to record this because, uh, yeah, we have looked at minutes of previous meetings. Of course, they have been published online for various different AGMs, and they're kind of. They're, yeah, they don't really tell you what happens. They just kind of say, this guy was voted into that spot. That guy was voted into that spot. There was a suggestion for rule change 3.274 of paragraph 3. And they said, nope. And there was another suggested rule change to paragraph 7.273.4 paragraph G. And that said, nope. And, like, boring. If you ever read the minutes, they're dire. They never really tell you anything. But I'm sure if you were at that meeting yourself and listened to some of the stuff that was being asked, why isn't that recorded on the minutes? So, yeah, whoever it was out there had the gumption to record this and actually then send it to a, you know, a news source. So, <coughs> I'm surprised that we didn't get it here in the Rab Show. Wouldn't that have been fun if we'd have played out that recording? Wow! Hello, Ofcom. I dare say the Big Rab Show would have been pulled off air very quickly if we had that recording. <laughs> Uh, but no we didn't get it uh, but pipes drums did and published this incredibly interesting article so shout out to pipesdrums.com for publishing this and they actually had a, an editorial piece after this giving their own opinions about you know why they believe meetings should be made public and not be behind closed doors and yeah i do kind of agree with them on that front and that's kind of the conclusion i want to draw on this week's topic of the week now everything can be completely above board now what ian ableton said about social media and oh you should be careful who you listen to and oh i hate social media kind of thing 
uh, I don't know. I am a fan of social media because I believe in its potential to reach a worldwide audience at a click of a button. Ourselves on The Big Rab Show are testaments of that. We use social media to help promote the bagpiping world and show everyone just how amazing this world is. How amazing our musicians are and how enjoyable our music is, our culture, our way of life. That's what we do this for. Our podcasts, our radio shows, uh, all of them. All of it. All of us in the Rab Show team are doing this for the love of it. And we want to show people just why we love it and try and introduce more people to what we do. But the RSPBA seem to be a bit reluctant to engage in social media because it's seen as such a negative force. They see it as a place where lots of angry people are trying to tear them down and see them fail. That's a quote. So, yeah, I could honestly say... Us here on The Big Rab Show, we do not want to see the RSPBA fail. If anything, we want to see them go from success to success and just have nothing but successes. We are doing our best to promote our bagpiping world as best we can and shine it in a positive light. But when stories like this drop, it's difficult. It is difficult to show it in a positive light because there's so much infighting, there's so much backbiting, there's so much dung flinging going on it's ridiculous so what's going on in rspba headquarters at the moment is shrouded in secrecy cloak and dagger and uh yeah when something like this a covert recording has to be taken in order for this information to go out to the public that should tell you something right there now whenever i read the pipe drums article i was shocked uh, but i was also very relieved that some of the information out there it did kind of give me hope. You know, the documents will be released within a month and we will hear whether, you know, all about the tender process, how it was done, how it was taken care of, how decisions were made. And yeah, here it is, folks. Yeah, we made decisions and here's how it all happened. You know, and I dare say Ian was probably on the money. He's probably 100% and said, yeah, everyone's above board, lads. Here it is, black and white, have at it. And yeah, enjoy yourselves. You'll see every T is crossed, every I is dotted, and we are fine, which is reassuring. And uh, <clears throat> saying that we're fine, but we're a hundred grand in debt, but he also said that we're not in debt. That's a bit weird. But yeah, apparently we are going to get like 500 grand from various different sources, but we haven't got that 500 grand yet. And you never look a gift horse in the mouth. Uh, so mm, worrying times at the moment for rspba worrying times for all of us in the bagpiping world the rspba is the biggest pipe band association in the world and uh is the governing body of all of our majors and the big game the world's so whenever you hear stories like this and all of this debacle about the redevelopment of their headquarters i just wish i just wish this story would go away <laughs> I wish it would go away. I wish we could just draw a line under it and say, yep, money was spent and uh, it was either spent incorrectly and we have someone to point a finger at and say, this is terrible, you need to explain yourself and all of that. Or we have the other side and we have, yep, everything was above board, everything squeaky clean, the money was spent appropriately, it was signed off at the right levels with all sorts of consultations involved Blah, da, blah, da, blah, and it's all great, lads. Let's all run into the first major with a huge smile on our back. But at the moment, there's not too many people smiling. And 
my gut opinion is I just want this story to go away. I want it over. I want answers from RSPBA. I wish they would just listen to the questions and give us straight answers. You know, we're not trying to trip you up. We're not trying to catch you out on a lie. Nothing like that. All we really want is honest answers to honest questions. And at the moment, people aren't getting that. So clearly, people are frustrated, uh, getting angry. And that's when people turn to social media and start taking pop shots at them. You know, saying, ah, come on. Can't answer a simple question. Blah, 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 blah. So, yes. Us here... On the Big Rab Show, I am very aware that a lot of people from RSPBA, officials, adjudicators, people from headquarters, are all listening to the podcast right now. And I'm sure wherever you are out there in radio podcast land, if you're from the RSPBA and you're a representative, you're a secretary, you're involved in that process, then I'm sure you feel just the same as me. You can be frustrated by the whole lack of transparency. And I'm sure you guys would just love to just start typing emails to everyone say, yep, here's how the money was spent. Bing, here it is. Have a look. Yep, I'm sure that's fine. But (laughs) it's not happening. And it leaves people like me, broadcasters and social media extraordinaires, uh, frustrated. It leaves us hanging. You know, people have questions and we can't answer them. Uh, So whenever I get angry emails from people talking all about why was this money spent, blah, 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 blah. I can't answer that. I don't know. Why was the money spent? Having a clue. I didn't make the decision. So it's frustrating. Frustration. I should actually, instead of calling this episode Development of HQ Part 2, I should just call it frustration. (laughs) Uh, So if anyone from RSPBA headquarters is listening right now, and you are aware of the Pipe Drums article that dropped and the editorial and all of the social media controversy that has resulted, uh, then, yeah, get in contact with me. We want straightforward answers to straightforward questions, and you can email us on a precursor of anonymity. I can definitely keep your name anonymous. Do not worry. You can email me, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And for any of you guys out there who have any commentary at all, on the piping world and what's happening with all of this redevelopment HQ. Get in contact with us if you have an opinion. We would love to hear it. Email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, I do know that we are not the premier pipe band podcast because that's the pod band pipe cast, apparently. Uh, but yes, you can go and help support our show by going to Patreon and, yeah, giving us a click of support. And each click of support on our Patreon page really does mean the world and, uh, yeah, can help us continue providing all sorts of amazing piping and drumming content. Yeah. Plus, you'll get your hands on tons of exclusive stuff back there as part of the Patreon faithful and you also get exclusive discounts on Rab Show merch and such. Yeah. Awesomeness. Now, Speaking of Rab Show merch, uh, the date has now passed for you to be able to order stuff for Christmas. Yes, our supplier gave us a cut-off date of December 1st to get your orders in. So if you haven't got your order in before December 1st, we cannot guarantee delivery for Christmas. Sorry, guys, but that's just the way it is. So, yeah, because of the Christmas rush and everything, we cannot guarantee delivery by Christmas. So, yeah, apologies. So... Yes, we do have future episodes coming up, and one of which is actually a Q&A episode. So definitely get your questions into us, and we will do our best to answer all of your questions. Even if you just want to ask us how we thought the year went, or all of that. If you have a commentary on any of our previous episodes from this past year, of the couple of years, 
messages in. We really want to hear from you and do like Josh did. Send us in a voicemail. That email address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Grand. All right, folks. That was quite a heavy topic of the week. I want to lighten it up next week, if possible. I really want this story to go away, so we're not having to talk about all this heavy financial do-wackies and stuff. It's just it's depressing. What we should be talking about is what I just mentioned. The transfer season. Oh, did you hear our Jimmy's playing with them boys? Oh, I oh, God, can't wait for him, boy. That's a step up for him. Good luck to him. Hey, fair play. Oh, did you hear they're playing Maggie Cameron this year? Oh, boys, can't he wait? Ah, oh, come on. Who's playing Highland Wedding? Again? Again? How many times are you going to hear Highland Wedding, for goodness sake? You know, right, this is the stuff we should be talking about. You know, oh, did you hear such and such got new kilts? Oh, can't wait. They're going to be class. Oh, someone's got new brogues and new flashes and stuff. Can't he wait? Are they yellow? No, they're not, but we can't wait to see them anyway. Brilliant. This is the stuff we should be talking about. We do not want to be talking about this I, we do not want to be talking about all of this financial mess uh, just put such a downer on things but uh, yeah I hate to end on a downer guys but I need to go yeah we may not be the premier podcast but we are definitely the big rap show podcast we will see you all again next week guys all the best well that's it for another big rap show podcast thanks so much to our sponsors G1 Reads played by bands around the world, including our current world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your merch and to be kept up to date with all the news, views and chat throughout the week. Also, check us out on Patreon and become some of the Patreon faithful for loads of extra content for just $5 a month. Until next time, guys, thanks for checking out The Rab Show Podcast and we'll see you all next week. All the best. The premiere pipe band podcast. First episode, yay!